do you guys dare me to drink this whole bottle of Parmesan garlic sauce from B Dubs? Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is back on cast. Before I go into that, do it. <laughs> glug, 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 glug. Little, little bit. Guys, like, my just heart me? stopped. <laughs> I feel like it would be like trying to drink a gallon of milk. You just, your body will reject it oh, at some point. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, the podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Ben Young, filling in for your sci-fi host, Colin Brandon. And with me tonight is... I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back. And tonight, we are talking about the hit 2020 blockbuster award-winning film, Jiu-Jitsu. My eyes are wide. I'm blinking a lot. Based on the 2017 comic book of the same name by the same guys. This film is directed by Dimitri Logothetis. Uh, it's written by Dimitri Logothetis and James McGrath. Uh, it stars Elaine Moussi, Frank Grillo, Juju Chan, Tony Ja, and Nicolas Cage. Uh, it was edited. You don't need to know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, budget what of. Was... Hmm? I was gonna. I was just about to ask. What's the budget on this one? This is gonna shock you. Budget of twenty-five million dollars. And how much wow. did it make? A box office currently of seventy-two thousand four hundred ninety-three dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> was this? Was that? Is this like? Is this a producer thing? <laughs> This is not a producer's thing, is it? Uh, this, is a me, this is a Nick's Nick Cage tax like, shelter. This isn't, this isn't like an A24, like we're just making this to make this sort of thing, right? Let me double check uh, box office mojo here while you guys vamp. And uh, I, yeah, I see definitely, these current got, numbers to make sure that Wiki is correct. Yeah, nope, yeah. that seems to be correct. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, internationally, worldwide, it has now made... $83,460. Well, yeah, I was going to say it definitely made another uh, $6 since uh, these numbers were taken. Yeah, I was going to say at least $4.99. I didn't get it in HD. <laughs> you know what? Well, I that, probably shouldn't have gotten out. an HD. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> no, I, um, that I was wondering Wilhelm if screen. you wanted me to, um, I don't know how much we want to go over. I don't know how much there is to go over, but... Would you like me to lay down a synopsis for you? Actually, I wrote one. Oh, no. Okay. Wow. All right. That's a lot more I'm, effort I'm than particu- I put in. I'm particularly proud of this one, actually. Okay. Yeah. You you go. I, I think I did. I, I, this is, guys, straight up, this is the longest synopsis I have wrote since Raised by Wolves. Oh, shit. Here we go.
Every six years, a comet passes over Earth and opens a portal to a distant galaxy, releasing an intergalactic jujitsu warrior alien named Brax, seeking to fight the nine greatest jujitsu fighters when Jake, the chosen one, <laughs> runs from combat and loses Jake's memory. The race is on to get Jake back in the fight before Brax kills everyone on Earth, including Jake, Jake's loved ones, and Jake's father, Nicholas Cage. Jake. It's Jake Jitsu. <laughs> that was so good. I, yeah. I don't think that really encompasses, though, the, um, the, uh, you know, the sort of paradise lost, you know, <laughs> level of literature that this is. All right. Well, you mentioned it first, Bill. So go ahead and dive into that. Tell us about the paradise lost parallels in jujitsu. <laughs> all right. So a fallen angel. All right. We start there. All right. Sure. Yeah. Brax, no, Brax is the fallen angel. Got it. Brax is obviously the fallen angel. And, um, you know, if you look at Jake as sort of a, uh, as sort of a it's kind of crossing stories but a sort of a christ figure in this story mm -hmm. you know like fallen sort of a lot of falling a lot, a lot of rising and a lot of jujitsu kind of like the bible but um yeah no this that's, is uh, uh, that's jiz jitsu jiz jitsu which is the next film that needs to be made by nicholas cage <laughs> god nicholas cage is a gift that we do not deserve I just want to say that he is just a gift that we don't deserve. It's just well, I I truly believe he's underutilized in this film. He's truly like the greatest. This this movie commits a lot of crimes. This movie does a lot wrong. We're just gonna say it right off the bat. We all agree with that. Yeah, uh, sure. yep. It's yeah. a it's a criminal act to that this film was made. But um, the greatest crime they commit is that Nick Cage is not just underutilized, but I think miscast. I don't think this was a role for him. I think Nick had to force his usual Nickisms into his character, and like this wasn't made for him. They were just like, oh, crazy old guy, write script, write script, write script. Oh, who would be a fun, crazy old guy we could get on here who's not really in the movie that much, uh, who we could get for cheap? Oh, Nick Cage. You know, it was one of those things. It reminds me of uh, maybe maybe a better movie. I haven't seen it, but there's a movie, and I we should I'll add it to the schedule at some point. But it's a movie where Jim Carrey has a very cameo appearance as a hermit. He has like one scene as it. It's a sci-fi movie, and like that's that was the draw for the movie. That was all the press, like Jim Carrey in new sci-fi film. But like he's barely in it, and that's what it felt like with this as well. Oh, definitely. That I mean, it really. Honestly, the thought crossed my mind where I'm just like, I bet they only needed Nick for like five days of shooting. And like, they're just like, you know what? For the cuts where we have a stunt guy, we'll just do that on another day. Nick, let's just do the cuts that we need you. You think and they shot this in five days? No, I don't think they shot the movie in five days. I think they had Nicolas Cage for five days. I mean, I, I mean, you think there was a maximum of five days, a minimum of five days that they shot this film? <laughs> Yeah, All right, this true. Was, this was this actually was a forty-eight-hour film project. Oh lord! <laughs> actually... That's got to be the craziest turnaround time. Forty-eight-hour films, 
the most expensive ever 48 hour film like 32 million dollars in 48 hours 25 Fuck. million That'd either either way that uh, 1 million is more than this movie deserves <laughs> 5 million was probably for getting nick coppola <laughs> it's probably probably but um i i mean that's true like 25 million dollars when you said that that kind of blew my mind cuz there aren't a whole this isn't star studded you know you have tony jod tony jod's really cool martial artist He's a very good. I, I like his. I honestly like his movies as just what they are, to be totally honest. Like uh, Ankh-Bak. I don't know if you guys have seen that. The Thai Warrior. Yes, yes. Yeah. That and that came out when we were like in like middle school, high school, and that was just like the shit back in the day. I remember yeah. there was actually okay. Quick aside. I remember there was actually a promo for Ankh-Bak that was uh, just Riza in the middle of like a street fight. And then he just looks at the camera and he's like, you know what's a really badass movie? Ankh Bak. And then they just like <laughs> cut to scenes of Ankh Bak. <laughs> like, Hi, I'm, I'm the Riza of the Wu-Tang Clan and I like this movie. Oh, like, that's literally what There's happened. also an Ankh Bak 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I kind of saw the first one. Didn't really continue on after that. I um. Yeah, so I mean, I, as a martial arts film, it was really cool. It was cool. It was like kind of that like gritty, like bone crunching kind of like um, martial arts film. But like, like you said, Nicolas Cage, it looked like they like they couldn't really. Twenty five million dollars. Like, <laughs> I thought dollars. Nick's best scene was when Jake Whenever you refer to Jake, you must say Jake, as the script is dictated. Um, I thought the Nick Cage's best scene was when Jake uh, fell into his home. Uh, all of that was was quintessential Nick. Uh, he 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 definitely was was like here. He was present and he was into it. And then I feel like much like um, hmm, much like myself. Nick Cage felt that the movie had out overstayed its welcome and just kind of stopped caring at a certain point. <laughs> I think right? that, I think that point was at the fucking intro of I think that point was at the intro of Nick's character because it feels like all he ever really did in the beginning and then throughout most of his time there was just spout non sequiturs and say that he was insane. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. It's even like, even that non sequiturs does not equal insanity in my mind, right? Uh, he put on a hat. He put on a newspaper hat. This is very like this whole movie actually to me is really like really 2000 and like seven or eight. Oh, 100 percent. So oh, yeah. fucking weirdly, weirdly dated um of of the laundry list of like cinema sins that I have listed on my phone. We've got the fucking black guy comic relief character Eddie which is Siefels? very dated extremely dated but may um, i say while it is while it is dated uh, up until the end at least i think that that actor Eddie Steeples is the soul of this movie like every every second he's on screen i i paid attention because he was funny as shit I don't. I get. I get what you're saying, Miller. Mm-hmm. He was very much token, like, t- like awful representation yeah. character. But he, the actor himself, did what he could with it, and he was very funny. Yeah, and I mean, 
I mean, when you're casting a movie with <laughs> probably almost no direction because the director is paying 100% attention and focus to Nicolas Cage. Yes. And trying to like stop this fucking train from derailing at all, all minutes. It, you know, you're not, you're not left with a lot. You know, we, we've got the most shoehorned love story I've ever seen in a fucking movie. I, I don't think I've ever, like, I, I never really thought about it. Like when people are like, oh yeah, the love story's really shoehorned in. It's like for a lot of movies, it's like, okay, well that's, I can forgive that, you know. I mean, it's it's trying to be a mainstream film, but this is uh wow. <laughs> it's just, I, I I have amnesia, also a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, like when she walked up and hugged him when they when she first saw him, I was like, right. okay, ha ha ha. And then they kissed and I was like, okay, like they didn't do any work for this. And I think that's the whole movie is like throughout the film there's no work no. for character development. Actually, exactly. That is a lie. I I I took notes, by the way. I have a legal pad. <laughs> Illegal oh pad. Oh, my God. Um, I do want to say that uh, I think Nick Cage has, while he his, he's underutilized and doesn't really do shit, uh, he does have the best arc in this, in this movie. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh he starts off, you know, when we meet him, he's like, oh, I'm crazy. And yeah, like Miller, you're right, where he's like, he's just spouting non sequiturs and just yeah. jumping around and putting newspaper hats on his head. He's like, oh, look at me. But we do find out he actually wasn't crazy. He was pretending to be to uh, avoid this creature. I never believed that he was crazy at all. That was he was not a very believable crazy. I've seen Nick Cage crazy. I've fucking seen Vampire's Kiss, okay? <laughs> but he has this really wonderful moment where the uh where Brax actually like it, it's it's it was a moment that I actually was like, okay, this is actually good. Um where he's fighting Brax and Brax recognizes him. Because remember, at one point, Nick Cage is saying, he's like, he won't mm -hmm. kill me. He won't even fight me. Or Nick Cage didn't say it. Someone said about him that Brax wouldn't fight him because Brax thinks he's crazy and there's no sport in it. There's no right. sport in fighting a crazy person. So at, at, at a certain point during the fight, Brax uh, stops and he kind of accepts. He, he, he gives him a weapon and he accepts the fact that Nick Cage is a worthy fighter. And, uh, you know, the rest of the scene falls apart from there. But I did enjoy that one moment of, like, the this alien warrior who wouldn't fight him because he didn't respect him. And Nick Cage is, like, like steps up to the plate and he goes, oh, okay. He goes, He's like, you know what? Clearly I was wrong about you. And gives him a chance to die with honor. And I thought that was a cool thing. Just with, like, martial mm -hmm. arts films and, and samurai films and jujitsu films or whatever. I thought yeah. that was a cool idea. And that was my the best part of the movie. That was my only good part. Yeah. And then he proceeds to annihilate Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. He wrecks him. As, as Brax <laughs> no probably <contest>. should. <laughs> as he should. Yeah. He's Brax. I want to talk about the beginning of the movie because I don't know if if I'm if you guys are with me on this, but it fooled me. Um, because when the movie started, I was actually interested. Uh huh. What about what about you guys? I I I was like actually kind of into it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't realize this was like a comic book movie. 
I didn't either and until they, like, I saw the panels. They were well, yeah, they were like ran. Well, it was so sporadic when they were doing these comic book panels. Like I think they did comic book panels at the beginning, and then they didn't do comic book panels until like the next until like the halfway point, and then they did it like a lot. They do them for like every chapter. Well, I mean, I guess the last half of the movie has a lot of chapters because they do it like a lot. Um, I don't know. It started out kind of, I mean, somewhat interesting, but I, I never, I don't know. I, I never was really along for the ride, and I kind of credit that to um, when I was looking up to see how long this movie was, um, I accidentally noticed that it has, as of... Uh, 6.30 tonight. It has a 2.9 out of 10 stars. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is yeah, not a good worthy. score. That's worthy. And so, yeah. And so I was like, oh no, what are we getting ourselves into? <laughs> this might not be a so bad it's good movie. This might just be a so bad I wish I didn't spend $6 on the HD version movie. <laughs> So I, 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 I can't really, I can't really meet you on this one, Ben. I, I was not happy. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that, and I, I, I hate to say, and I'm not like somebody that's just like, oh, special effects were stupid. Like that first 90 seconds, $25 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. Look. I'm still thinking about it. I walked into this movie not expecting a lot in the form of special effects because I knew it was a I I in my brain I didn't I didn't know 25 million dollars and and to be fair 25 million dollars in the frame of Hollywood is very little still that is a low budget film for the record oh, yeah. right. um and I I I walked in and I was like this is going to be an indie very low budget movie let's see what we got here because I wanted to like it. I, I didn't want to hate it. I knew this wasn't Christopher Nolan. So like I was like, maybe there's potential here. And yeah, they 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 jump. A, yeah, it's like these weird like special effects for these like uh, shuriken things. But I thought the opening where he's running through the jungle it was actually a really compellingly shot. I thought it was it was, the cinematography was really good on it. it. It engaged me. It jumps right in. And I was like interested right off the bat and he hits his head and they jump into this like cool opening credit sequence. And yeah, that was kind of cool. And then we we go right into this fantastic interpretation scene where Eddie Ste Eddie Steeple steals the show like he is he, he gives the best performance of his life. And you're like, this dude is definitely going to be in the movie through the whole thing, like through in every scene. And he wasn't, and that that's like that's what gets this movie a zero out of ten. Is that when he showed back up, I could not believe that he was back in this movie. You couldn't believe? Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I was just like, the fucking guy from the beginning. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing back here? And you've got the Asian, you've got the Burmese couple from the beginning too. Like what? <laughs> Dude, they like they on? were just like they just they were in the know the whole time. They like knew what was going on. Well, yeah, I mean, like they, I mean, they live there, so presumably they've seen and they're old, so they've probably seen <laughs> dozens of Tai Chi masters come through. Jiu Jitsu, yeah, gives in tight. 
<laughs> vaudeville jokes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like that these this old Burmese couple is just like, yeah, yeah. Every six years, this shit fucking happens, dude. We're, we gotta move. Mm-hmm. We got to move. Yeah, fucking Zordon shows up. Let's go. <laughs> we've got to. We've got to get out of this neighborhood. This is ridiculous. Too many jujitsu masters. <laughs> Every six years, our neighborhood becomes a low-budget sci-fi film. It's just <laughs> awful. This was a nice neighborhood until those jujitsu kids started coming around. <laughs> okay, Grandpa, calm down. I, you know, you know, I think every Myanmar village has, um, or Burmese, whatever you want to call it, has Burmese a, Mountain Village. Right, Burmese Mountain Village. I feel like everyone has a bunch of jujitsu and nobody mm-hmm. likes it. And you know, that's jujitsu Burmese. Uh, is that where that comes from? Mm, I, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I mean, let's I, find out. Just... Did this movie even take place in Burma? Yes. Did this, it does. Play, take, did this movie take place? I mean, I guess that's the only place you could really shoot. It takes place in Burma. I don't know whether it's shot in Burma or not. I see. Well, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at. But like, this is like dumbass fucking jujitsu Japanese predator ripoff, but it's it, it's originally jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. It's it's a predator ripoff until this thing uh, confronts Captain Sand when it turns out that you can kill it really easily, and the whole Captain Sand scene throws this entire movie out the window. Because he, like, takes this thing down for, like, a good five seconds. He blows it away. And he's like, yeah, I killed it. All right, we're cool. And uh, then it, it reboots and stuff like that. And I'm like, why don't they just do that again? Mm-hmm. They could just lure it into a trap. They shoot it a bunch. And then they could easily just go put a grenade in its belly yeah. and then walk away. And it'll heal the grenade. And then mm-hmm. there was no need for all the jujitsu. There, there was no need for any of the jujitsu after all. <laughs> hey, I just had a thought. It's kind of a uh, non sequitur, so it's uh, in fitting with this movie. Did anybody else think that they were setting up that like army girl from the beginning to be the love interest? Yeah, yeah. she just fucking dies. Why didn't they, did they pursue that? That's what would that would have made sense instead of having some like random like jujitsu girl be his like girlfriend. I mean, I guess they have a lot in common, but, you know. Maybe she got cast in a real movie during production and was Rob, like, I'm oh, going. I'm I'm leaving, just for the record. Yeah. Could be. I think... I think most of the budget went to craft service just to keep the cast there. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey guys, oh, we need uh, more triple sec. Hey, 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 hey. We're, <laughs> out of, we're, we're out of bulls blue. Guys, I'm really, I'm really excited to tell you we're not doing pizza today. We are doing salads from the local pizza place. <laughs> Is that a true story? Is that based on a true story? <laughs> The joke with indie productions is that all you're going to get when it comes to free catering is pizza. Yeah. And so it's okay. like, it's like, well, would you prefer salad from the pizza place? And so, uh, honestly, you could fucking pay me on pizza and we'd be set. You and I would be fine on pizza for, for working on a film set actors whose living is their body. Uh, 
tend to not enjoy it as much when you present them with greasy pizza. It's true. No way. Just fucking go to the gym an extra three hours, Chris Pratt. Well, then they can. They will be paid for it. Is their is their premise? I had. Then a, they'll be paid for it anyway. These guys make millions. I had an actress in a web series I did, and she. Don't get me wrong. She's the best person in the world, and she's one of the greatest actresses. And you will see her in big features one day, soon, probably. You have her number? I. I no, you can't have. <laughs> um, and uh, she's fantastic. Uh, and she kept track of every mile she drove. Not just to the area to film, but if we had to pick up and go locations, she kept track of the mileage between locations as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, this is how much you owe me for gas. And I was like, I had to respect it because I told her, I was like, I'd pay her gas. So I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 uh, totally. And it was like 500 bucks. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep. It hurt, dude. And yep. But like even... The, <laughs> Even that's like not even a fraction of like what she should have been paid. So like I appreciate that like she was like, that's all I need. And I was like, cool. All right. I sent it to her. Thank yeah. God my my main actor didn't hold hold me to that. He's he is a he is a wonderful person <laughs> he's as a well. Saint. He's he's he, the he best never, person I've ever met. <laughs> he never came for it and he's still my friend, whereas the actress doesn't talk to me anymore. But <laughs> that's oh. fair. <laughs> they, they they don't they don't it, it's not an she's doing good things. She's she's out being a star. She was on Cash um, Cab. She was she really? Up. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Was she really? No, yeah. It was like August uh 2020 was the episode or something like that. I literally mm. just saw it like two days ago. I, no shit. I didn't know Cash Cab was still going on. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you gotta send me that shit. I will. I will. It's on her Facebook. Like, you can just look like, up her Facebook. I am not on that anymore. Oh, what's what do you do? I live my life. It's it to the point where when people message me on Facebook on my Facebook Messenger, which I still have, or like on Discord, I get aggravated because I'm like, please leave me out of this shit. I don't care. <laughs> it's been so freeing, dude. Like we didn't even know that people sieged the Capitol until like four thirty Central Standard Time that day. Like my boss went to get lunch and he was like, Hey, we should turn on the news. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, three hours after it was over. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like we were just like, it really uh, lasted what's 15 going on? minutes anyway. Oh man, it's great not being on Facebook. At the after that, I I installed the CNN news app on my phone just in case, mm. uh, in case I need more breaking news coverage. But anyway, I get all my news from TikTok. Here we go. TikTok is the greatest social media platform alive. You bet your ass, I still have TikTok on my phone. Yeah, you got to watch some thoughts shake their ass you get you know you get the occasional political post uh they're 30 not, second crafts they're not thoughts they're queens um they're nice nice ladies they're nice if ladies she breathes, she's a thought <laughs> uh, for the record sci-fi cross sections does not endorse the belief that if she breathes she's a thought moving on <laughs> um <laughs> i don't say thoughts are bad <laughs> I made a How second Instagram one-er? account. How about that oneer? Oneer. At the uh, when Tony Jaw is rescuing Jake. Um... <laughs> they just did it in one. <laughs> they did well. They they did parts of it in one, and then they kind of they they did some weird melding oh, of cuts. Are you talking about the first person sequence? Well, no, no, no. It was before that. Tony Jaw has a really nice oneer. 
before that, and it actually is good. I was like, oh, I all right, this is this is good work, and it's a credit to Tony Jaa because he could sell the choreography very well through that whole one shot. It was about, um, I'd say it's probably about 30, 45 seconds of a oneer. And then uh, it does have a, a hidden cut in there, and then it goes on for about another 30 to 45 seconds. And he does a really good job in it, and then he, he rescues him, where we go back to that weird paused moment between Jake and the spy lady. And he, he arrives, Tony Jaw arrives, and is like, hey, we need to go. And Jake's like, yeah, totally, and leaves. Doesn't know who he is, for the record. He's just like, yeah, I don't wanna be in this situation anymore. And he leaves. And then, yes, then it goes into the strange first-person point of view. Half first-person. Half first-person point of view. I was so fucking confused by that entire sequence. It was insane. Because it would be, like, first-person, and then, like, he would get hit, and it would, like, knock the first-person off of him. (laughs) And then there's this really great, like, Sam Raimi shot where, like, his crotch bumps into the camera. Yes. And then it's first person again. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was brilliant, dude. It was great cinematography. And they never do it again. I don't fucking blame him. That was awful. <laughs> if I want to watch a f- movie in fucking first person, I'll go watch that really awful movie that came out a few years ago that was shot entirely in first person. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore fucking Henry. Can you believe that movie had a silent protagonist and a first-person perspective? <laughs> I kind of want to watch that now. It just I sounds, have the fucking sounds... comic book for it. Like the it, one-shot comic book explaining who the villain was. It just sounds boring, honestly. It sounds it like was I... not a good movie. It sounds like oh, I get bored. Okay. Much like in this movie where I found myself getting very bored. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel like you two hated this from the beginning. I was enjoying it for like probably 45, 40, 45 minutes, I'd say. I was like, I was here for it. At first, I had thought, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun for for an indie film that it is. I was like, this is kind of fun. About 15 minutes in, shortly after the fight scene where he's being, where Jake is being interrogated um, and he like punches everyone, I was like, okay, this isn't that good. And then... But I was like, but it's still fun. And about halfway through, I was like, this movie is overstated. It's welcome. I, I no longer enjoy it. I want it to go away forever. $25 million. Someone really believed in this. <laughs> Someone said, I don't know if this is going to be a commercial success. You know what? In a splurge on Nicolas Cage. I don't know if this is gonna be a success. We got Nicolas Cage. Uh, we got Tony Ja. You know, um, I, it, it's it's really a hands up at this point. You know, I'm not sure. We have. I'm gonna count this for you. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people credited as executive producer. Which oh my means. God. That seems Wait. like a lot. Of those, uh, one, two, three, four, five of them are tr- credited as co-executive producer, which implies that there's some partnership among those five, one way or another. Um, <clears throat> I think it's interesting, and something that I noticed uh, as, I, as I was looking through this. So, 
Uh, Dimitri Logothetis directed and wrote this, um, but one of the big executive producers attached to this was uh, you. He, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't an executive producer; he was just a co-producer, actually. So he probably didn't put any money into this. But you, 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 Dimios, you, Dimios Logothetis is uh, a co-producer on this, so I have to assume there's a sibling situation there. I think I also noticed an actor's, one of these actors' names uh, involved in the production. And I'm checking now. Oh, nope, never mind. I just misread. But regardless, eight executive producers. That means eight people threw their money in for this, which isn't unheard of. Like, Oscar-winning movies have had that happen before. But Oscar-winning movies have had that happen before when no studio has the faith in that script. Like they look at like they'll look at that script and they'll be like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fund this fully. You need to find others." That's what happened here, where it's like, "I'm not funding this fully. You need to find others." Yeah, there's definitely like a um, a title logo in this movie that is like, it's somebody's offshore holdings corporation. <laughs> Like it's just listed. I I have to actually look at it and stuff, but like, it's um, man, I don't I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it was just it's so fucking unbelievable how many people had their mark on this movie, and it just wasn't uh, wasn't my favorite. I do want to say I I really do like the, about the fight scenes a lot that. And this isn't even in all the fight scenes, I should say. So I should qualify this by saying in some of the fight scenes, I have to assume they're choreographed by different people. Some of these fight scenes, like, people don't stay down just because they're hit. Like, they need to be put down, you know? Like, it's very much the Daredevil style of fight choreography, which was nice to see. Like, I liked, um, I think specifically to Tony Jaw's scene, and all the best fight scenes are with Tony Jaw in this movie. I think we can all agree. And uh, I think specifically to his scene on the road um, when the army shows up, when they first find Jake from State Farm, Jake, um, and they, uh, and he, they keep, like the army people keep getting back up despite having guns. They keep trying to fight him hand to hand and he has to like break their legs and their arms and shit to keep them down. And I thought that was really cool. That's very yes. much a um, thing, yeah, or a yeah. job thing. Oh, two, is that really? two, two, two really quick things. It's uh, Laredo Investments Limited. Oh, 100% an offshore so account. Just, yeah, so just somebody's fucking, yeah, somebody's offshore bank. They're like, oh, shit, it's the 11th hour. We don't have a logo. Can you whip something up in Photoshop? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, and, and for the record, to... The mobsters who own Laredo Investments Limited. We are not making fun of you. Uh, we appreciate the work yeah, you've put please, into this. Yeah, please don't break my legs. I need those. I just want live. you to know that the box we, office is so small in this film that they will be listening to this. Like they will, oh they will it up and they will listen to it. It's not good. And look, here's the thing, uh, Dimitri. Look, I I appreciate as a as a filmmaker myself. I. And and as someone who has not done the magnitude which you have done, you have succeeded far beyond what I have done. You have made a low-budget film. You have gotten it out. You've gotten people who you have not met to watch it. You've succeeded. It's still not good. And if it was me, I would want someone to say it to me. 
So, Dimitri, if you are listening to this, it's not good. Try again next time. If you can find another offshore investment yeah, no, company. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> hey, we invested $25 million and your film didn't make more than the annual income of a family of four. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no I have no doubt in my mind that Dimitri watched this and was like, this isn't good. But there came a point where it needed to go out. And and I'm struggling with the same thing right now. Like, there comes a point where it just needs to get the fuck out. And uh, he he made the choice. And he made a choice that even I'm having trouble making right now. So I, I do want to be clear to our listeners as well. Like, yeah, we trashed this film. But, like, the dude still made a movie, which is yeah. not easy. And he made a movie that, while it does not look good, it looks better than other movies. So... Isn't that isn't that an Academy it's, Award? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the acceptance speech at you the made, fucking Razzies. You made look, me we nervous made a movie. that Dimitri might good? be listening. No, is it a feature film? You know, yeah. I mean, here's here's her honorary award for films are hard to make, and you did it. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> That's a new Oscar fucking yeah. category right there. I'm, I'm gonna in. I'm gonna campaign for it to be uh, an Oscar category, 100. Movies are hard to make, but, <laughs> but we did, we did it. it. The nominees are <laughs> also Demetrius. Dimitri, sorry, <laughs> Demetrius. Dimitri uh, wrote the line. I got a license to kill you, no expiration date, <laughs> and Damn, we need to appreciate line. that. <laughs> Oh, such a bad it. line! <laughs> Fucking love it. I I was list. I was like, I was. Wa- I actually watched the movie, which is uh, something more than I can say for some of the things we've con or uh, some of the content we've watched on or li- reviewed for this show. And uh, I was like, he didn't just fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredulous about that. Woof. I live for that shit. let's see what other fucking notes i have on this movie i'm about through mine i didn't take any let's see yeah the comic book motif uh first person sequence oh yeah we already hit all my funny jazz badass well no matter what he's a good i feel like the stunt the stunt people that they passed off as actors were uh fantastic at what they were good at you know, some fight scenes I thought were good, and others I thought were oh for oh half-baked. for sure mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. Some of them were like, all right, let's we didn't really prepare for this one. Let's just get it out there. Let's get it on get it on film. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I yep. feel like Tony Jaa might have coordinated some of those. Uh, oh, fight definitely. Scenes, oh, some of the better see, ones. And that's that's the thing is that sure. I love the thing about Tony Jaa is that he's like a fucking workhorse when it comes to like. Like we said with Warners, like he's just fucking fantastic. And I, I seriously suggest just at least one one time having a stupid night where you watch Ankbak because it's just a cool movie. Um, this in terms of just like if you're looking for just random martial arts sequences, it's just badass. Um, and sometimes I don't know, I have like a guilty pleasure because I grew up in the golden age of Jackie Chan. So, um, oh, Lord, I just watched Rumble in the Bronx like a, last month. <laughs> right i was like that was like one of those that was the time in my life well i guess 
I was actually kind of after the golden age, but like it was like every six months to a year there was, oh yeah, the new Jackie Chan film. And so like, or the new Jackie Chan show and you just go and see it. Um, but like, I don't know. It's like one of those things where I feel like if you, if you watch out for Tony Ja and you watch the scenes that he's in, it's always fun and it's always really, really cool the way he does stuff. And, um, and like you said, there were some that were just lazy. There were some that were just like lazy choreography, like the, like the throne room scene in, uh, in, uh, what is that? At the end, uh, the climax in, in, uh, no, no. Number eight of star Wars. Um, Oh, shut up. uh, Oh my God. (laughs) Moving on. Super lazy choreography. Oh my God. But, uh, We'll have a we'll have a, a little extras about that. We're, uh-huh. We we need to be careful about our our episode counts. Um, we'll we'll talk about it. Get on early next week and we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, okay. Sounds good. I I sense we we probably should go into good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. But I was going to say, are we? Sure. Are but we before good? we do, I do want to mention. I I do want to give this this movie one last because I appreciate the indies. I appreciate the low budgets. I appreciate someone trying. You know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it tried. And you got to give them a little bit of credit for that. And while the guy who... Jake is the worst main character with the worst name. He's just a terrible, terrible... I'm sorry. Um, oh, God. What's, what's his name? Elaine? Alan? I don't, I don't know how you pronounce Elaine. it, bud. Dude, acting lessons. Please. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. This is not me being mean. Do it. it you, you need them. You need some more of them. You can be good. You just need work. And you need to go do it. Um, but there is an arc here at the end of the day. And we need to give credit where credit's due. There is an arc about a, about a man who is a coward uh, finally coming to a dead end and having no choice but to turn around and face his fear. Yeah. What movie did you watch? You guys missed that joke. Oh my gosh. He has no choice. He he has no choice. He just turns around. He has he comes to a dead end and he has to he has to face what he's afraid of because he literally comes to a dead end. So I was thinking wow. bad sci-fi on this one. Wow. You know guys, I'm really funny and I'm I'm like to believe our listeners are laughing. We're moving yeah. on. Fuck my legal pad. Bill, say your piece. Good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. Go. Uh, bad sci-fi. Cool. Right, go ahead. Anything else? Uh, yeah, it made me ask no questions. <laughs> I made you ask the question, how can I get my $7 back? <laughs> it's like, it made me ask the question of, do they have a chat bot on Amazon that will just automatically give me my money back? Miller. Um, things that it does right. Um, sci-fi Kung Fu is a seldom seen genre mashup. Um, I can think of one better action sci-fi Kung Fu movie, uh, which is Jet Li in The One. We should definitely cover that sometime. It has It deals with time travel. It's really time travel well, that's true i do remember that multiverse is not time travel it's multiverses uh really interesting movie really good um <laughs> sci-fi uh kung fu movie um so so that's that's a seldom explored genre uh things that it does wrong everything that it 
tried to do. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a bad sci-fi for me. And I have no choice but to agree. It's it's bad sci-fi. I Like I said, I appreciate indie movies. I appreciate low budgets. I appreciate someone trying. But God, like if people weren't betting money on it, guys, there was a reason. Um, and well, there's, there's one of two reasons and you should check your script to make sure it wasn't the bad reason. And, uh, <laughs> they didn't, um, I appreciate it for what it is. Like Miller said, there are some cool parts with the Kung Fu and the sci-fi. Um, there were some not so good parts with the Kung Fu and the sci-fi. Honestly, I thought the entire climax was really poorly choreographed, but I might've just been checked out at that point now they said tony jaw home yes well that's exactly it and the best the best parts of the kung fu and the sci-fi were tony jaw period uh everything else was just kind of uh eh, as far as kung fu goes and then uh everything besides that was just bad uh so yes bad sci-fi and cool. there you have it that is our take on Jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. The radio investments enough. scam. I mean, limited. If you want to uh, fund any of our work, uh, you can email us. Um, I have a, a mini series I want to pitch. So, not nearly enough. Uh, not nearly enough. Nick Cage. I think. I think that would have helped. Wouldn't have saved, but it would have helped. Nick Cage costs about $24 million to get on set, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's where all the money went. I have a hard time believing the actor who played Jake didn't get a million dollars for this movie. He probably did. No, well, okay, so minimum uh, for feature length for SAG actors, I think, is $150. 150 million? I thought it was, oh, man, I thought it was like. I thought it was way less than that. I thought it was like 40K. It might be. You might be right. I could be wrong. I don't deal with it. Depends on how many lines you have. Depends. I think if you have more than five speaking lines, then you have to make at least that much. I don't deal with unions. They're scams. Um, Gotcha. Next week, we are talking about the new Netflix film. Uh, When you are listening to this, the new Netflix film will have, I got to check my calendar, not even come out yet. It comes out tomorrow. Um, it is called Outside the Wire. It stars Anthony Mackie. It's produced by Anthony Mackie. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. So come by next week to listen to our take on that new Netflix movie, Outside the Wire. Anything else, boys? Anything? You got anything to plug? No one listens anyway, so... <laughs> Uh no I I got I got nothing so yep uh, I can't st- I still can't smell or taste much so uh my my beer show is on hiatus oh wait 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 you and me got a COVID we're COVID buddies Co- oh you you, you got um, positive I had it, Bill I had it five weeks ago yeah. yeah I got I got positive for Christmas it was great yeah oh yeah, Merry Christmas it. yeah Thank you. I had it the first week I got I tested positive the first week at, this is not going in the episode. <laughs> Um, I tested positive for it the first week of December, and then I had I took I had to take um I either needed a doctor's note to come back to work or a negative COVID test, and yeah. no doctor is seeing new patients in the area right now. No, and uh, it was also Christmas week, 
<laughs> so getting into a doctor and having my boss breathing down my neck to come back to work um, was rough. But uh, I took a COVID test on the 17th and the 24th. Did not get the results back for the test on the 17th until the 28th. So that was negative. And then the uh, results for the 24th came back on the 29th as also negative. Good. Good. So, Good. Yeah. I congrats. just can't smell dirty diapers right now. It's oh, just pretty terrible. You're yeah. welcome. Um, yeah. No, it's terrible. I, <laughs> I have I have had to wash my hands a lot lately. Oh, no. All right. Well, since, uh, bar. since we got nothing to plug, <laughs> since we got nothing to plug and uh, our, we don't have many listeners, just know for those listeners who aren't out there getting all your friends to listen to us, uh, we're looking to replace you. We got some new ideas. We're going to bring in some new listeners. <laughs> some better listeners with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Forget you know, the blackjack and hookers. In the blackjack. <laughs> we just feel like we should probably seek our own opportunities. You know? If it's you don't want to be replaced, you. if you don't want to be replaced, you need to share this fucking podcast. We posted on fucking Facebook and we posted on fucking Twitter. If you don't share it, review it. If you don't review it, subscribe to it. If you don't subscribe to it, follow it. If you don't do any of those, go away. You're not helping. I, and if you don't listen you know, to it, you should. Good. No, I feel I, like I can confidently say this at this point because you know what? What are they going to do? Make us not grow anymore? Like, get out of here. You're not helping. <laughs> I like the whole adversarial <laughs> podcast to listener relationship. We have, it's just really nice. We, have we are the fucking heroes of the story. We have 38 <laughs> people listening to us every week. And it's the That's same really 38 nice. people. It's really all- nice. It's it's me 28 times too. <laughs> we have 10 people listening to us every week. Can we get some I Russian see, bots in here? Can we I pay see some Russian you out bots? There. I'm pointing at my camera that you can't see because you're listening to us. Fucking do something. Help out. Pull some weight. Viewers, we don't spend please. any money on this. Do you want us to spend money on this? Well, oh comment on something. I made a post saying we're talking about jujitsu and we want to hear your comments and questions. And you didn't answer. So, like, I don't know what you want from us. Do you just want to like, listen to us may- yell? Maybe a good podcast? I don't know. It's not a good podcast. We they ain't going to get that. We should get a girl on this podcast. Yeah. People like girls. Yeah, girl. Is that is that going to attract a girl to the podcast if I say it like <laughs> Yes. That? You making that motion with your hand right now is definitely going <laughs> to attract a girl to our fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. No, we do appreciate you. If you haven't turned it off yet, uh, it means you have a good sense of humor and we appreciate you. But, uh, you know, do something. I got nothing else. Until All next right, time. Say, say until next time. Nope. Quit talking when I say until next time. Until next time. No. Nope. Ah. <laughs> Keep this all in. Until next time. <laughs>